Hello, everyone. It is Jet Tedesor here again, and welcome to the Women in Pop podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. Now, before we start today's show, we are so close to releasing the next issue of our print magazine, but you still have time to get a copy of issue 11 if you are quick. Featuring the amazing black pink on the cover, inside you will find interviews with Natalie Imbruglia, Jessie Ware, Lauren Mabry from Churches, and many more. Plus, we celebrate the 40th anniversary of the iconic 1980s group, The Bangles, and it's just delightful. So you can go and buy a copy now at womeninpop.com forward slash subscribe or at a news agency near you. Now, today's guest has been releasing music since she was a teenager and has become one of our most beloved pop artists. Her music always connects so deeply with you. And today she reaches an absolute kick-ass milestone with the release of her debut album, Butterfly Blue. She is an absolute star and we adore her. It is, of course, the amazing Morat. Morat, hello and welcome to Women in Pop. Hello, that was a really nice introduction. Thank you. You are more than welcome. And if you need, I can always like shout in front of you like Mike Tyson's guy does as we walk, kind of like an intro. Just yeah, what are your... I'll send you my schedule. Um, Now, Grace, we have been globally chomping at the bit for this album because like three EPs and a shit ton of honour and joy and just celebration and collaboration under your belt. How does it feel to have this, I shit you not, absolute diamond of an album out? Thank you. It feels incredible. I've been working on it for three or four years, taking my time to make everything exactly how I want it. And I am honestly so proud of it. And um, it feels really nice to be able to share it and to be able to kind of update people with my capabilities. Yeah, I, I just love it so much. And I'm really excited to see people's reactions to it. It's absolutely incredible. And before I dive into it, can I just ask, because your work has just been amazing and so encompassing and you've done so much. I mean, was there at all any, uh, I guess, any hesitation? Was it like, is this like your absolute baby? Because this is a huge beat and it comes mm. off the back of a lot of accolades. So I imagine as much as we admit, we're like, no, no, it's all about, it's all about me, but the pressure's on, <laughs> like whether we say it or not. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I felt quite relaxed about it all. And I was very fortunate to have so much time. And I think COVID gave me even more time than I thought I wanted. And it ended up being a blessing. And yeah, I do actually feel like really happy with everything. I didn't have to compromise anything. And I feel really good about it all. Beautiful. I, I honestly, I have to play title track now. So I'm just going to play uh, Butterfly Blue. I was in love, it's not something you choose. Spent all my days and nights looking for proof That I wasn't crazy and you loved me too Okay, now that is a dark, heady claim to a broken heart. And for me, it's even got this beautiful Nick Cave, like kindness in the envy. And it's so good. And it's, 
a little bit different, but then everything you put out is always a little bit different. Just incredible. Can you talk me through this track? And I guess, was it always going to be, as soon as you created it, the title track? Yeah, this one was um, a key part of finishing the album because until I had finished this song, and also track one was important, but until I had finished this song, I was kind of wandering around in the dark feeling around as to where the album was going and when the process would end. But then when I wrote this song and it all came together, it became like a really definitive bookend for the album. And it became, I don't know, the title straight away. I knew I wanted to call my album Butterfly Blue once this song was written. And this one was a really fun song to make, even though it sounds so gloomy because it was with my friend Alice Ivy. Um, we were in the studio together. She like she's one of my best friends, so it's always so much fun working with her. But we were in the studio together one evening. We'd been there all afternoon and all night, and then we went to get dinner, working on something completely different. Um, and then after dinner, I said, "Do you feel like going back into the studio? I know it's really late. By that point, it was about um, eleven p.m. or something." And I was like, "I know it's really late, but..." I just still feel like making music and she was uh, fortunately she said yeah sure let's do it and we went back into the studio and she started playing the guitar and I was humming in the corner and then it kind of developed into this song and all those vocals were the uh, vocals that I recorded that night um by the time we recorded vocals it was about 2 a.m and I feel really happy that I did because I think the tone of them that night some like is perfect for the song and I don't think I could have I don't know if I could have done it another time and also another sorry I'm going on about this song so much but um no it's great (laughs) another cute thing about this song is the chorus I've actually had written for years the verses I wrote that night but the chorus I've had for years sitting in my phone and that's the Lullaby, 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 butterfly, 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 blue, And I wrote it um, a few years ago at my friend's house. They made me like a really big dinner and it was so nice. We're just being really silly. And they have this dog called Lou and he's got one eye. And I was just after dinner in the kitchen, like being a goose, silly, singing to him. And that was the little song I made up. And then I was like, oh, I actually really like that. <laughs> and so, yeah, I kept that song for Lou. That's um, good. So that would be, well, I think it's your second song for a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, one day you're going to have to release, uh, re- release an album that's just more rats tracks for dogs. <laughs> yeah, fully. It's so beautiful. I'm, I'm honestly, I am so happy to hear that story about uh, recording it with Alice Ivy because when you listen to it straight away I just see this big rug that you've just completely deflated on and mm. that really really comes out in the vocals it's it's such a beautiful song and we I was s- sitting I was sitting on a big rug I see <laughs> it's all there um mm. When we spoke um, a couple of years ago, we, you know, we were chatting about your 
this this way you always have this beautiful contrast in lyric and melody and and I asked you about um the intention behind it and you said that because you write dark things you don't want anyone to ever be worried about you so you hide them in, <laughs> in upbeat melodies <laughs> um, I guess that's taken a shift <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess the I do think like the melody for this one is kind of sickly sweet like it really is like a kid's lullaby at points like the chorus anyway and it's so repetitive and whenever I listen to it I fall asleep straight away if I'm like if I need to fall asleep and I'm in the car or something I'll put lullaby blue on butterfly blue on and then I'll fall asleep by the end of it that's your so in the car song that's nice yeah. And when I was a baby, my parents used to do that too. It was always like when they couldn't get me to sleep, they'd put on the country station and then I'd fall asleep. And then that would, oh, that's a nice way to fall asleep. Um, mm. you're, we spoke about the opener very briefly with Sean and Eyelash. It's this beautiful, I think, 60 second of a song or not even 60 second of a song that just effortlessly, I can't even say, uh, flows into, the way I could describe it was like a cough syrup, a legal tractor drive of To You, which again, we're in this kind of like heady clouded landscape. And from track to track, this album, like you can't skip a thing because it plays out as an entire creature. And that's one hell of a feat, particularly in, I think, a digital age. How did you go about, what was your intention with this album and how did you go about curating it? Thank you. It was difficult because I don't usually approach things like that. Mm. Usually I just think about one song at a time. And largely for the album, I was thinking about individual songs, but towards the end, I tried to think a little bit bigger picture. And I am really glad that you think it flows well and it's cohesive because I don't really know how we got it to do that in the end. I think it was, I think some of the way that the moods change from songs, each song works in the favour of that. But yeah, it was tricky. It was tricky to do that. But track one was very intentional like that. So I'm glad it paid off. And yeah, I don't, I honestly couldn't tell you how I did it. <laughs> it just, it, it flutes and it worked, but it's, absolutely beautiful and just to um give the listeners if they if they're not yet heard it and understand the complexity of this album i'm going to play um single surprise me from celia banks a very different song <laughs> come on spit it out stay beside me this is like this infinite again we're going in this loop but it's dreamy and it's sugar hide and quite heady um and then 
Miss Banks comes in. <laughs> Talk to me about this track and how it came together. Because I just think you two have just like unleashed a bucket of all kinds of things wonderful by collaborating. Thank you. Yeah, this one was really exciting. Uh, I started, this is another one of those songs. So many of my songs are things that I started a long time ago and couldn't figure out how to finish. And then years later, I was like, oh, Eureka, like I know what to do now. Um, so this one originally started maybe three years ago when I went to London for a writing trip and I made the demo with Jam City. And the demo is actually very similar to what it is now, but just like a little bit more stripped back production and no Azealia Banks verse. But when I wrote that original demo, I was like, I need to do something with this. This melody is addictive. I, like after I came home from the studio, I was just walking around for hours listening to it out of my phone, trying to figure out what to do with this song. And then anyway, couldn't figure it out for a while didn't have the opportunity to work with Jam City again because of him being in London. I um, was in Australia and COVID and stuff. And then I took the demo in with Styles Fuego, who's my like one of my favorite producers to work with in Melbourne. We beefed it all up. But in between that time, wait, I need to go back even further. So I've been a really big fan of Azealia Banks for as long as I can remember. When I was about 12, the video for 212 was on the TV at my friend's house when I was there for a sleepover, but I didn't get to see the credit at the end or the beginning, so I didn't know what it was. So I spent a really long time after that on Google because Shazam wasn't a thing. I was like, girl in Mickey Mouse jumper, I'm going to ruin you. <laughs> like, what is the song? <laughs> and I couldn't figure it out. But anyway, eventually found it was two on two. And then I became obsessed with Azealia Banks. And I bought Broke With Expensive Taste as like the first album I bought with my own money and just obsessed over that. I've been a fan for a really, really long time. She's one of my favorite artists. And then um, a couple of years ago, she did a live stream on Instagram and I didn't see it at the time, but someone sent it to me afterwards where she's just kind of going about her day in her kitchen or something and listening to music and then she puts Charlie on my song and she's like oh this is this girl mall rap she's got some really good music and then she goes and turns it up to full volume and she goes actually she's got some really fucking good music and yes someone sent that to me and my world changed forever and so when I had done a bit more of the production stuff with Styles and Surprise Me I still felt like the song needed another vocalist and I thought I'm just gonna shoot my shot I'm going to message her um, and see what happens. And then she replied. She was so lovely. And, yeah, so that's how it all started. I and love those stories of just crushing on each other. They're the best because you just have to keep breaking that preconceived notion that everyone's cool. <laughs> but actually everyone's just fangirling all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice way of looking at it. But she was so cool to work with, so lovely, so professional, re-recorded her verse and multiple times to make it better, which I have never experienced with another vocalist. Well, and not with a feature artist on my songs. I mean, I don't really do features very often because I'm so protective of my songs. So, like, I only ask people who I really trust 
artistically to be on my stuff. So yeah, it just worked so well. And she's almost become like a little bit of a mentor since then. And we've stayed in touch on text and stuff and she's given me some really incredible advice and feedback about things. So yeah. What a bloody brilliant mentor to have as well. Um, yeah. You have just made such an incredible like encapsulating pop album and you just sing you you I think you change people's perspective on what pop particularly from this country sounds like so congratulations tell me <laughs> apart from riding the train of this glorious beast what else is coming up for you I think we are about to announce a whole bunch of touring so that'll keep me pretty busy this year and get back into writing the next album um, in between all of that. That's pretty much it. That's, that's what I'm up to. And I'm really excited about all of it. That is brilliant. I'm really looking forward to also hearing um, songs for dogs because that was a good yep. idea. Yep. <laughs> or just songs for great animals. Um, Grace, it has been such a joy, honestly, chatting with you today. And thank you for joining us. And thank you for releasing such a beautiful album, like Be Proud. All your family should be stoked and all your team. Um, listeners, debut album, Butterfly Blues, is out right now across all platforms. So just give it a stream, download it, draw yourself a T-shirt because it's really, really good. Do not forget, it is also your last chance to grab a copy of issue 11 of Women in Pop magazine with black pink on the cover. Go to womeninpop.com forward slash subscribe to get your copy now and keep an eye on our socials to hear more about the gorgeous artists featured in issue 12, which will be out very soon. Thank you for listening today. We shall be back with you again very soon with a new episode. Until then, from myself and more rap, goodbye. Mm -hmm.